You are listening to the Harvest Church Roundtable Podcast. Each week, our pastors will be sharing their wisdom and hearing various perspectives from our staff and our leadership teaching. We are currently following the 21 Most Powerful Minutes in a Leader's Day by John C. Maxwell. Thank you so much for joining us. Now let's listen in. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. I was lip syncing there for a minute, and uh, but we're going to pray. We're going to get right into our leadership thought for today. We're going to grow and learn together. So, Father, we just thank you for another day to serve you, another day just to stir ourselves up in your presence and to fulfill purpose. Thank you, Father. And, Father, most importantly, we're so thankful that you're we're your kids and yes. we're, again, on assignment here. But we love you, all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength. And, Father, as we're going to read about Solomon today, uh, God, all of us, ask for wisdom give us wisdom to make good and right decisions to lead in every aspect and role in our life and refill us all with your holy spirit father in jesus name and father thank you for your word thank you for your praise and uh god we just thank you i bind any confusion father i thank you uh this house and all of our roles is good and pleasant because we dwell together in unity it's like the precious ointment that flowed from the head all the way through the body and you said father you would command your blessings upon that place so we endeavor to keep peace and alignment with your standards and uh thank you it's not just the the letter but it's also the spirit that gives life and so we thank you in jesus name amen Amen. all right again good morning everybody we um are looking forward to a great leadership lesson today and today we're going to talk about momentum is a good uh, leader's gift. In other words, uh, a good leader is going to cause momentum. And we're on chapter a week, uh, well, 16 in our book, and or page 267. But, but to remind us, we're talking about momentum is a leader's best friend. We talked about that. And also uh, leadership thought for today. Uh, Often the only difference between winning and losing is momentum. Boy, that's so true. We talked about even in sports, uh, whoever has momentum and maintains momentum uh, as it shifts throughout the game, possibly. But you have to have momentum at the end of the game in order to win. All right. So uh, leadership thought for today. Momentum is a good leader's gift. Latina, would you read uh, 1 Kings 2, 1 through 4? Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do. And wherever you turn, that the Lord may fulfill his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your sons take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. That's so good. Uh, My mind's going toward um, Solomon and what would be required for him to lead forward. Uh, we see things and the, these basically these are foundational qualifications of a leader and succession. Uh, 
right. and legacy. Good leader, succession, and legacy. In other words, first of all, he 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 needed to prove himself a man. And I would just say this: he needed to prove himself a leader, a good leader. And and really, I think the best successions happen when um, that that the one that will succeed the former leader is within the current organization because mm -hmm. okay okay because you know that leader has studied david for instance that leader saw how he won battles that leader saw how he he built a kingdom uh that leader saw um good days bad days how to challenge uprisings all the kind of stuff and it sure does apply to um to leadership in any capacity and and it's just so interesting because when when um the lord uh sent us to pioneer church uh we never really cared to do that uh because we were happy on support staff uh but god had different plans and, but for all the years we served Bishop Ash, Lady Joy, Pastor Miss Linda Hagen, um, we were able to see a lot of different things that happened throughout years and years and years. I mean, we've been uh, following the Hagens um, for at least 35 years. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Bishop Ash and Lady Joy, more specifically, God sent us to a local church because we really needed to know how to function in a local church. I didn't come up uh in a local church where i could even see or know you know the things i needed to do be to be effective i was we god set us under a real great local pastor mm -hmm. and we have a wonderful relationship with them but boy have we ever learned and again the things i saw from uh, our leadership they love god with all their heart all their mind all their strength this is just basic characteristics but they maintain that and today we go show up and they're 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 the same quality people mm -hmm. at another level and so you know momentum's a good leader's gift and david uh, is giving solomon the gift of momentum here yeah. but how did some of the critical mass things that david did to gain momentum mm -hmm. solomon would need to maintain momentum right and such as, hey, you're gonna to have to prove yourself now, Solomon. You, you, I tell you, what, a good leader will be happy to, over time to prove himself uh, in, in all the different occasions. And I mean, this church has seen my wife and I go through every kind of season, and especially you daytime folks. You've seen us, and you've felt the environments and you, all the different things that it's taken to build this organization to where it is today. It always didn't look pretty, but we never lost our walk with God. At least I should probably say, what did you see? But for time's sake, you know, um, the charge was prove yourself a leader. Mm -hmm. Keep the word. Keep the commandments. Keep the right. judgment. Right. Keep his testimonies. Why? That you may prosper. Mm -hmm. So it's it's talking to Solomon now. And, and in all, all that you do and wherever you turn. And again, all the preceding words up until now lead up to this so that the lord may fulfill his word yes uh, uh, which he spoke concerning me and listen we we could talk about a million leadership principles but if you don't start here mm -hmm. at the core right um 
Oh, there's something that I'm going to bring back in just a little while. But uh, so we do these things so we can fulfill the will of God that that um, that the Lord would oversee and watch over his word to perform it, which he spoke concerning me, saying, if your sons take heed. Right. Uh, you can't live through your sons anymore. But if they followed you, they'll carry you on in their own distinct personality and grace. So and again, sons don't have to naturally be natural sons here. It's also, um, you know, who God, like Paul and Timothy and and uh, all the different leadership uh, teams and partnerships throughout the word. So if your sons take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart mm -hmm. and with all their soul. Right. He said, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel or you will not lack a leader in succession and legacy. Yeah. So, you know, you just saying that, you know, leadership is taught, but it's also cult. Um, and you have to follow your leader closely um, to catch the heart of your leader. You know, like you were just saying, a lot of times we'll be in a situation and you kind of follow. Oh, I know my leader would want it done this way because I've followed them closely. Um, they're not here at the moment, so I'm going to respond this way because this is the way they would want it done. I'm sure in your different areas, as you're raising up different leaders under you, you're not going to choose those around you that are following from afar to bring on your leadership team. You're going to you're going to pick those that are following close um, to raise up as leaders. So leadership is not only taught, but it is called. So you're looking for those around you that are following closely. So um, that's, that's, a, that's an important part when you're raising up leadership underneath you. You're looking for those um, that really have the heart of that area of the ministry. And you know what? They say, you know, cream always rises to the top. Your leadership, it, it's not hard to, to see those um, that have a heart for that area of ministry. And then you begin um, to, to pour into them. And so, um, Let me just mention what came to my mind. You yeah. done, babe? No, Sorry. go ahead. That's okay. Um, <clears throat> just studying leadership lately, and this mm -hmm. statement just really hit me. There's a lot okay. of there's a lot of well, not kingdoms, but ministers, ministries, organizations, departments, all that kind of stuff. That uh, you probably need to write this down. That better proceeds bigger. Better proceeds bigger. You know, I've often said, my wife and I both, <clears throat> how big is God going to grow Harvest Church? Well, it depends how much better we get on the inside first. Right. Absolutely. You know, uh, and then also, uh, you can't grow bigger and maintain <clears throat> momentum or or succession or without becoming bigger on the inside and also becoming a bigger leader. Right. Because, again, leadership's influence. Yes. And, um this is one of the reasons why we, we pour over leadership development every, every week, you know, when we're in town. And, um, and you know, again, I, there's, there's, I'm not trying to, this is not destructive criticism. It's constructive criticism because there's a lot of great people that have really strong um, leadership potential. But if they're not taught leadership, they won't become leaders. 
And if you want a, a good team around you, you know, you take snapshot from this type of time and, and have, you know, five, 10 minute leadership uh, impartation in their lives. And so that you, you can't get what you don't teach. Right. You can't. You right. can't get salvation <laughs> right. without preaching on salvation, exactly. filling with the Holy Spirit, good leadership. Yeah. But for some reason, I think some of the body of Christ backed off leadership uh, development because there was a, a, a season in the ministry that leadership was so dominantly emphasized because it hadn't been up until that point. Right that too many people came back to whatever they were leading and they killed the organization because they treated them like they had all the time in the world and, and they treated them like corporate America. So we always have to learn something. Maybe we lacked in it, then God will bring some more emphasis than normal. Then you come back down to the middle. Um, so, you know, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. <clears throat> think about, think about this. I just had a memory of my brother, Billy, who was down syndrome. He passed about three, four years ago. And he'd always say, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> you remember that? And he always, he'd always said, remember that? And he'd also say, uh, chicken wrap. Chick-fil-A, chicken wrap. Um, now I'm trying to think what I was saying. Um, think about it. I'm thinking about it. What was the last point? Got it. Uh, so, you know, as 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 my wife and I uh, served years and we still, you know, some people say, how long did you serve Bishop Ash? We're on 34th year. And the Hagen's 35th year. Yeah. And that's divine connection. And again, if you want to know what our three veins are, that will never change. Rama, Bishop Ash, Harvest. And now the priority though just to make sure you all know that harvest is our first priority mm -hmm. and we'll maintain that way someone said you know because we have such leadership in our, our region it, it takes a lot of work but um said are you thinking do you think you, you'll uh the hangs will have you come on their staff and i said nope <laughs> i said no we're sort of on their staff right now it's a volunteer base all right i uh i just had a few squirrel moments but Think about this, that the leaders that we lead on this daytime staff, I want to just say this right now. I paused and I need to pause more. And I just thank God that I could even work in the capacity of being full time. And if you're even part time, that's that's like a really strong gift from God. I'll tell you why. You know, out of our whole region, pastors that have churches and good churches, you know, seven out of our eight leaders have full-time jobs, full-time jobs, and they're full-time pastors and also district leaders, state district leaders. So can I, can I learn principles and go and, and command and demand and, and have a iron fist? No, I couldn't. <laughs> so having said all that, um, you know, it's so important that you know, we learn things, but we we also make sure that we are not taking the spirit of God element out of it, humility out of it, being teachable yourself. That's one of the reason, main reasons we always ask you guys, how can I serve you better, Michael? How can I serve you better, Fabian, Julie, Latina, and all the staff, and, and, and Leon? How can I serve you better? That'll always keep you in a position of humility. Because if you've given people a, a right to speak into something, you should not get offended when all of a sudden they, 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 uh, 
reveal some blind spots. So, babe, you want to read on? <clears throat> if you as a leader could ask for and receive any gift, what would you choose? Would you pick a few quality leaders to have on your team? Or would you prefer immense material resources? How about better facilities? Solomon picked wisdom, but he was able to choose that because of the luxury of momentum his father had already given him as a legacy. And that wisdom enabled him to have all the other things he needed as king, including greater momentum. Um, Julie, we get third John one four or actually just read one through four third john third john one one through four uh this is just important as i was letting that scripture just popped up and, and hit my heart real good whenever you're ready this letter comes from me the leader of the believers i am writing to you my friend Gaius. Mm -hmm. I love you because we believe God's true message. My friend, I pray that God will help you to live well. I know that you are well in your spirit. I pray that your body will also be well. I was very happy when I heard news about you. Some Christian friends came here to tell me about you. They said that you are living in a good way. That is the way that God's true message tells us to live. Mm -hmm. I am happy when I hear that my children are living like that. When they obey God's true message, it makes me very happy. Yeah, uh, we could see succession here, and and David, I know, wanted his son Solomon to to walk in the ways of God. There is no greater gift. That's why my wife and I say we are filthy rich because of how God is, um, you know, how our kids are following after God and fulfilling purpose. And we've always told them, you know, just. You, we didn't tell them what they were. We didn't tell them what to do. We just asked them, please follow God and just follow his plan. I don't care right. where that takes you. I don't exactly. care what happens. But is there is there the another version says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my kids are walking in the truth. Right. Your natural kids, are those who mm -hmm. God, uh, you know, raises up through you. So let's talk about um, how how to build momentum. Hannah, would you read that, hon? How Solomon built momentum. The time of transition from one leader to another is the most critical time for continuing momentum. Rehoboam's story illustrates that. How was Saul so successful taking the reins from his father, David? Take a look at the following five things the young Solomon did that ensured a smooth transition. Okay, you'll take number one. Okay, number one, he started with what David provided. Solomon's father gave him everything he needed to start his reign as a king, a stable kingdom, resources, wise counsel, and his public endorsement. David made it clear to everyone in Israel that his choice for king was Solomon. I, I want to make a comment there real quick. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I'm challenging some of my colleagues and some even older season more than us, I'm not, I'm just saying, challenging. I, we just have friends uh, at different age categories, but here's here's a question that I've been in conversations and I've had to challenge myself with, and also those who are around me, um, is that you know right now, and I want you all to think about it right now, 
who could take your spot right now? Right. Right now. Yep. Who could take, it's a sobering thought. I mean, you know, it's really is. And who could take my wife and I's spot uh, in, in leading Harvest On? That's a very sobering question because it's our baby. Um, we envision being here for years and years and years and years. But we still have to be able to say, okay, either I know or they're in the pipeline, right. the leadership pipeline. And there's characteristics and giftings that are, you know, are just, you know, if you're a leader, you can spot leaders. If you're a pastor, you can spot pastor. Mm -hmm. If you're a leader of leaders, you can spot leaders, leaders, and so forth, so on. And then we also ask, who can lead our region, our RMAI Southeast region? And uh, there, I, I could potentially see two in the pipeline for that. And, um, but anyway, I say this with, with all due respect is we need to continue to teach leadership development, duplicate ourselves, continue to, to provide good leadership, be an example of good leadership. And, and, you know, you might be asking the question, wow, am I getting fired? <laughs> no. Um, but there's a leadership thing on this ministry and it should be on every ministry in a measure that uh, we duplicate, that we, we delegate, we coach, teach, train, mentor, and we're constantly developing. And, and then, you know, God forbid someone would be uh, promoted to heaven or, or something were to happen. Well, the next leader is ready. You know, the next leader is up. And and I really enjoy watching football when I can. But you know, there there are there are major college football programs is they reload every year. They 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 just the next man up. If someone goes down, it, there's someone right there ready and and have been trained and have experience to 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 move on. All right, let's see if you'll take number two. <clears throat> um, he humbly asked for leadership wisdom above all else. It is believed that Solomon was about 18 years old when he became king of Israel. Can you say that again? Wow. <laughs> it is believed that Solomon was about 18 years old when he became king of Israel. Think about the people you know who are that age. What do you think, Fabian? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> could, could could you see anybody in your youth group that take could take a kingdom right now? No. Oh, <laughs> listen, I'm not talking about faith stuff here. I'm talking about <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but you know, really, we should have our eyes spotted on those mm -hmm. those youth. There's something on them, and I know right. you do that. And and even in the kids' church, there's something when God's yeah. raising up certain leaders. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to make a point on that because you're talking about yeah. Joseph and I being the ministry or just young yeah. people. Right. Like if it's youth or whatever, what, whatever the calling is on their mm -hmm. life. I think one of the biggest things for me is like you don't arrive. It's not like no. just because you, like even him being 18, becoming king. For me, what I learned was that I had to fail to grow. Right. I had to mess up to grow. I had to be refined in the fire. I grew from my mentors, my pastors, my leaders. And if you don't run away and you let, because it's painful <laughs> when you're young, because you're yeah. going to mess up a lot. <laughs> um, and that's why it's so important what even like Fabian's doing with the youth mm -hmm. and Bethany. Um, 
is that like you know you just like do little by little because right. you can't dump everything now this situation yeah. it is what it is like that's right. when he got it and sometimes yeah. that's the situation right but a lot of times it's just good to like let them prove out like you see something on their life like mm -hmm. you're saying but then it's like okay like i like how they like let the kid like a kid speak um you know in front of their peers because that's helping them develop or like things of you see their character developing. So you trust them with like a task. Mm -hmm. um, because for me, it's like I, even in the ministry, I didn't know what I would be doing. I just knew that I was called mm -hmm. and it was the little things and it was tons of little things. Like I worked in the media with mm -hmm. the kids and that was a part of like refining me mm -hmm. to be able to pass the test mm -hmm. and growing me to what what's next because it's not like, it's like one thing that you're called to. It's a bunch mm -hmm. of things that right. you have to pass the test. And then God uses it all to mm -hmm. create like in you who yeah. you've been called to be. Yeah. And it's that's the calling. It's mm -hmm. the whole process. Mm -hmm. And so for young people in particular, it's just like letting them um, having a healthy church with leaders, pastors, people. Mm -hmm who can be like ha hold them accountable, mm -hmm. um, helping them go through that is actually awesome for yeah. them yeah. Mm -hmm. to go on the journey of who they're supposed to be. It really takes good leadership to, to, to lead people who have full-time jobs, busy families, mm -hmm. you know, it really, I mean, except the Lord build the house yeah. with labor in vain, but, also, how we lead volunteers is different than how we lead an employee. Right. I mean, there's not different tones, but there's a higher level of accountability right. that I that, that we hold people to that have more time. Mm -hmm. And that's really that's really God give us wisdom to lead our uh, volunteer staff so we we can have a good system. We we uh, accountability uh, project without accountability is going to fail. Uh, you know, departments without accountability will not make progress. Mm -hmm. And all the things that you've done to, you know, for God to evolve you where, where you are today is we can never settle in to our current level uh, because better proceeds. Mm -hmm. I'm just say bigger, but better needs to come before we improve right. a project, uh, you know, an event, <laughs> uh, uh, just whatever we're leading. So if we want our praise and worship to continually progress to the next level and, and, and the anointing and staying fresh and well, your team and all of our teams have to become better before we become a better product. Yep. You know, again, that's why we have coaches because a coach, a coach sometimes going to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. A coach will have trained you. You, you don't even think you belong in the game and he'll push you out there. Mm -hmm. So you go. You, you can do it, you know, and give them opportunities. Now, if they start causing the team to lose, hey, come on back out here, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> hey, get back in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right, right. So that's what, you know, that's what, a you know, a strategy for, for a team is to study the, the other team's weakness and pick on the freshman that's, you know, going to be covered by a, a junior or senior that knows the ins and outs and, could uh, pretty much dust them. All right, so um, let's go on, babe. I don't even know where we are. Where we go are. ahead, Athena. Okay, so think about the people you know who are that age or yourself back then and consider what most of them would ask for, given the chance to have anything they wanted. Many 18-year-old boys today would choose 
a hundred thousand dollar sports car. That's Corey. And the best, <laughs> <laughs> and the best stereo equipment on the market. Solomon recognized that leadership would be difficult and that his greatest need was wisdom and understanding heart to judge God's people. That request kept his motives pure and made it possible for him to avoid momentum breakers. That's good. Awesome. Julie, number three. He made the wise decisions that won him credibility. Solomon never, Solomon made several death decisions concerning enemies to the throne immediately after the death of David. He exiled one opponent, executed two others, and put a fourth under house arrest. But even more important, he cemented his credibility with his people. Scripture states that the wisdom he displayed in the matter of the two harlots and the baby had a profound impact on the people. All Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered, and they feared the king. First Kings 3.28 Yeah, I love that. Because again, remember David's charge of Solomon, prove yourself. Right. Prove yourself. Don't speak a big game and all this kind of stuff. When you first take on leadership roles, a lot of times it's just lead with an example. Mm -hmm. 